0: Hello, hello, and welcome back one and all to Maine Education Matters. We are your number one, I guess, source for things education-related, policy-related coming out of the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, Maine Department of Education, and legislation and things happening in the realm of all things Augusta.
1: We listen so you don't have to.
0: And Julie, I have to say, uh, we, t- we didn't record last week, took kind of a week off as the legislature wrapped up, but here we are. Welcome to June.
1: Welcome.
0: I don't know what happened to May.
1: The only thing I, re- I know is that I turned 50 <laughs> in May, <laughs> and the rest is a blur. I, it,
0: it, it was like it was yesterday that I was seeing all those memes when it was like June 30th. I mean, sorry, April 30th. And you had those memes of people like that in sync saying it's gonna be May, right? That seemed like it was just yesterday. But here we are in June. School year is wrapping up the most ridiculous, absurd, crazy, wonderful, awesome year we've probably ever had in education. And the legislature, what we talk about here, they're making decisions. Yeah. They're voting on bills. So the Ed ed Committee, so what's kind of happening right now is the Ed Committee, they're pretty much on pause for a while uh, because they're going to try to get all of their, I think there's a rule that sometime in June, they have to get all of their, all these bills passed through or then they're they're done unless they do an extension because there's always exceptions to every rule. And they've been making some decisions. A lot of bills have been voted on so far. Um, And by our count, with our crack team of researchers, We have seven bills that have gone before the House and Senate at this point.
1: And how many to go? (laughs)
0: Uh, So I believe believe 190, something like that. So um, let's get into it. LD 552, a resolve to improve the individualized education process. This bill um, has been amended it is, uh, it is, it is, it is turned from an act to a resolve. Um, and what this bill is, what this, what, what has been adopted is the original bill to strengthen IEP process has been completely stricken. And they rewrote the bill and replaced it with the resolve uh, that the DOE, um, Shall, uh, shall amend uh, rules to require parental consent. So, amending the bill and it's re and you're numbering non consecutive parts. It's doing some things. I'm not explaining it
1: well at all. Well, I was out to dinner last night with a special ed director that I really, really love. And she was expressing her disappointment in a bill, the bill about seclusion going forward. And I don't think that's on our list to discuss. I haven't seen that one yet. We haven't seen that one yet. They're not keeping up. They're not helping us.
0: No. So so, here, so, so here's a hot tip for those of you who are um, in, in, in interested in doing things, what's called reading. There might be more beyond page one and there might be stuff on page two. So what this uh, resolve does is it directs the DOE to amend its uh, special ed rule one, to require parental consent in cases of material change in services, to or substantial change in the placement of a student with disability, requiring consent be obtained at any time an SAU proposes a change to the services. Uh, includes a clear articulation of methods of acquiring parental consent, provide that ed-, ed techs and other educators with direct contact with the student may not be unreasonably denied participation at the IEP program team if requested by the parent or guardian. So it really restructures a lot of components of the IEP process.
1: But it's a resolve.
0: It is a resolve and has no whereas.
1: But doesn't the, doesn't the resolve take away the meat of it? And it's just a one year sort of review. No. Yes. Maybe. I think
0: that what what, what my interpretation of it is, and this could be totally wrong, but an act is going to like change the statute. This is going to change the DOE rules regarding it. So the way in which they apply the statute. If I'm totally wrong, I'm, I'm hoping someone will let me know.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's what makes sense to me on this. Otherwise, I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: Again, we are your number one source of uh, analysis.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that just goes to show you how low we can go. Because if we're number one, well, really anyone could be uh let's get into one of our favorite topics on this podcast and that is the topic of vaccinations and immunizations four bills have gone before the house so far and oh i should say by the way that previous bill 552 that has passed both the house and senate so that's just that's going towards the governor's desk whenever that happens uh Four on vaccination, uh, LD1082, an act to improve educational opportunities by exempting children who attend virtual public schools for immunization requirements and expanding enrollment at virtual public charter schools. The ought not to pass uh, recommendation was accepted.
1: Still ought not to pass.
0: So yeah, they're saying, yeah, we're, this is not going anywhere. The same thing with LD96 an act to create fairness in the treatment of students by retaining students with certain vaccine exemptions. That one, they accepted the ought not to pass report. LD 156, an act to promote school attendance by exempting virtual public charter schools and private school students from immunization requirements. Also accepting the ought not to pass report. And finally, LD 833, an act to amend the laws governing vaccines by reinstating reinstating religious exemptions, 82 yeas, 61 nays, the ought not to pass report was accepted.
1: I just don't understand why if the committee has done their work and recommended ought not to pass, it just seems like there should be one fell swoop of, these are the bills that the Joint Standing Committee of Education and Cultural Affairs, reviewed thoroughly, heard testimony they are recommending ought not to pass. Like, I don't understand why they have to go through them individually. And it just seems like a not good use of time, in my opinion.
0: I don't know. Everyone gets their day and it's the opportunity for partisanship had, and partisan politics. Had
1: day. They had their day in front of the Joint Standing Committee. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but now they get to vote on it, you know, and it's the full, the full thing and... I don't know. There's a whole lot in the legislature that could be streamlined.
1: Can I give you another example of something that should be streamlined that when I was listening or watching the last work session I took notes on?
0: I don't think I could stop you if I wanted to.
1: That's true. I want an LD proposal that when a legislator first and seconds their vote should already count. So for instance, Representative Millett has done all this work on an LD and she says, okay, I make a motion that we accept and then um, Representative Dodge seconds it. Then when it comes to the vote, why do they need to vote if they've already, obviously they're in favor of it because they did the first and the second. I realize it's just a matter of 30 seconds, but it just seems like a waste to me. It should be a given that if you make the motion you have voted
0: right well can i can i can i throw a little wrinkle in there
1: oh please do
0: it is entirely possible for a person to second or or call the question as it as it so were um just to get done with it okay and and so they they might not agree with the, the the way that the person the, the motion but fine fine i'll second it just to move on with it but i'm going to vote against it because i just want to get this moving on know what i mean
1: i do but i haven't seen that once and i've watched a lot
0: it oh i'm not saying i have i, I will say that as a, when i was a school board member i would i i did that a few times just like uh, okay i'll second it or yeah, I'll call the question, and fine. Let's let's just let's just have the vote, even though. So
1: whatever. then, my LD proposal would be that when it is clear <laughs> that a representative or senator supports a motion, that their vote it just seems like a waste to me.
0: If right. if you call the question, you must support it.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to help people work smarter, not harder. In what
0: happens in a situation where they don't, they want to unanimously not support the bill. I don't know. Oh, I guess the motion would be out not to pass.
1: Right. That's what you're saying.
0: So I motion out not to pass, I agree. So,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So think of all the 30 seconds that could be saved from, from that, I don't know.
0: That's at least one quesadilla in the microwave.
1: Yes, and that's important. All right, so the vaccination is it still possible that those four vaccination bills have a life or are they done?
0: It is, they're, they're, on, they're on life support, uh, more or less. There, is there a window? Yes, because if there was a minority report, that minority report could be brought up in front of the legislature, they could vote on that. Does that happen regularly? I don't I don't really know how regularly it happens, but that could happen. Oh, right. But I would I would not count your I would not bet on that happening. And if it does happen, it's like probably not gonna pass anyway, because it's already failed once. You know?
1: Okay. And then Let's, what was the other?
0: Two two others, LD604. Uh, originally titled An Act to Promote Accountability in Maine's Charter Schools. This was- Representative Red-
1: Brennan.
0: Representative Brennan It has been passed to be engrossed as amended, and is moving, has moved through the Senate. It moved in the House on 519, uh, was engrossed in the Senate on 6-2-2021. And this bill, according to its amendments, has uh, changed that from an act, that whole act thing about accountability, to a resolve directing the DOE to report on charter school funding methods and reporting protocols. Uh, This amendment, which is the majority report of the committee replaces the bill with a resolve, that's twice now. The amendment directs the DOE in conjunction with Maine Education Policy Research Institute, or MEPRI, to report to the Joint Standing Committee on Cultural Affairs no later than February 1, 2022, on funding methods and reporting protocols of public charter schools. So they kick the can down the road.
1: I would love to see the calendar that lists all of these different report outs.
0: Wouldn't that be something?
1: For next January.
0: I mean, DOE's got some work to do. Uh, One other that is the last one that I found for now for the first week of June that we found, I should say, that our crack research team as well. Uh, And this is one as curriculum leaders, as district administrators and All educators should be paying attention to this one. Uh, LD 1172, an act to delay state mandated teacher and principal evaluation. This bill was originally going to apply all through the the 2021 year and the 2022, 23 year. It's been amended to just being for the 2021, 22 school year or next year. And it also excludes teachers in the second year of a probationary period from the waiver. If you remember back a session or so ago, they changed the law so that it's no longer a three-year probationary period, but it's a two-year probationary period starting, I believe, next, or we're in that period now, um, it's complicated because some people are on three-year probationary, some people got on two, and so you can, it, 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 there's a couple of years where it became a mess here. But bottom line, this bill would say that if you're first-year probationary or if you're on a professional contract, you don't need to be evaluated next year. Evaluation systems are not happening. Well,
1: this year, I get that, but what about this year? This was the year we needed that. And I think that was Representative McCray's point, but...
0: Um, well, I don't know. I know that the ed orgs and the DOE all got together earlier this year and they left out, wrote out some guidance for the, for, the, for the districts to say like, hey, basically the steering committee runs all, you have to meet all the criteria um, that are required. You know, have a, have a model, student growth, peer observations, et cetera, to have all those. But how you do those is very flexible now. You had the steering committee has complete say over that. Should put a little asterisk or footnote on this remember too that next year beginning next school year student growth is optional as part of pepg plans
1: i know but i think many districts thought that that already passed and had already made it optional so i wonder how that will all well,
0: well that was that they were out of out of alignment with what the statute actually said they were not complying with what the statute said cuz it begins this coming fall but right. But whatever not that but, I
1: know of any districts that were out of compliance with that.
0: No, of course not. I'm sure that every district has been in complete compliance with all all Maine statutes at all times, 100 percent of the time. Because that's what happens when you have
1: local control. But Matt, h- help me understand this. I will so try let's just say there's a district somewhere in the state of Maine that thought that the student growth measures went into that that um, sort of waiver went into effect immediately, and that hasn't been done. And then you tack on this pandemic. I mean, what, what I suppose money could be held from that district, but.
0: Uh, well, given that last year, the, the DOE said, you don't have to do any evaluations. You know, and a lot of the system said, nope, we're not going to do it. This year they said, no, you can still do them but they might look a little different, but you still have to meet all the criteria. It's gonna be a hodgepodge um, because, you know, for a person who did their three year, let's say their first their first year was 2018, 2019 on a professional contract. The first year, they're gonna go through that have all the rigors, whatever. The second year, that doesn't count, right? That would be nineteen twenty. that was last year. No count, might not be any score, not, might not be any anything there. This year, well it's kind of a mix and if in that mid-year they removed the student growth because they thought it could be removed it could be a huge mess in terms of determining a real summative score in those areas but you know that's that's the those butterfly wing effects of creating a tidal wave across the ocean that these pieces of legislation can and these decisions can have unintendedly
1: yeah is that a word it is now I like it, unintendedly.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I,
1: I like it. I,
0: I don't know linguistics as good as you.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go that far. You I know? wouldn't go that far. So I, um, want to sh- I want to take you inside my little brain right now.
0: Oh boy, this is gonna be fun.
1: Right, so- Like that movie,
0: Inner Space. Oh, I get to, with Martin Short. And uh, Dennis Quaid, I believe where you can, they get into a little ship and they fly inside of a veins and they fly, swim all around in people's in people's inner in, uh, in space. Underrated I mean, movie from the 80s. To,
1: you're supposed to be in my brain, not yours right now. I and mean, when you just took us in your brain. Um, I did, so, I'm sorry. So as you were providing the rundown and I'm trying to listen, but then my, I just started to wander. I wandered to a place where you know, this closes out like the the meat of the work of the Joint Standing Committee. And I'm being reflective on this first experience I've had on the podcast. And I'm thinking about how today one of my pre-K teachers shared the growth of a students, how they started writing their name in September to how they wrote their number perfectly in June. And I got to see that growth and it was just beautiful. And I'm thinking, I hope next year at this time that I've been able to see growth in my understanding of the legislature because I feel like how that child did writing their name in September is still the same for me. So that's how my mind operates. I just wanted to share that with you.
0: Well, I I, I, I love that. And I kind of think that, um, you know, I wanted to be like, I, I wanted to get this sooner but I couldn't get it sooner that We now go into the mind of Lady Smythe. We leave this material plane and enter into an ethereal plane of weightlessness.
1: (laughs) That reminds me, you got a shout out on our parent pod.
0: Well, that's, that's, it was very kind of them. I did you listen
1: them. or did you, whatever, however you do your podcasting?
0: Oh, as is, as as, as as well established in Canon, I download only. Okay. I go to as many com- computers as I can and log in and download them as, as I find if like there's an errant person that left their computer up, I'll go and I'll log. Uh, if they're in, in iTunes, I'll just go and download it so they get on there because I want to support their podcast. But um, I don't want to listen to those two. Well, I mean, really. we got a
1: very nice shout out because their June 1st podcast is about the top 10 engagement strategies. And they started talking about note taking as a strategy, which I think didn't make the top 10 strategies was like their bonus. Oh. Bonus one. But Courtney was giving you kudos to how beautiful your sketch notes are and how she really tried for a year to to follow suit um so I was just proud that they mentioned you and they referred to us as their child cast.
0: <laughs> so you should know that when we uh, when I'm do- doing sketch noting or visual note taking this music is what is happening in my brain. Yeah? Cuz I am not paying attention to what's happening. I'm just doodling.
1: I've seen your sketch notes and they are amazing. Have you started could you could publish them? No.
0: They're not. They're not no. They're, they're for me, they, they work for me, and that's the best thing about sketch noting is, I, I don't, you know, you don't do it this year, you make your own little notes, you make your own little keys, you make your own little rules, and they're just for you, you know? Um, like I, like I'll, have a, I'll have a whole thing of, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll draw a porpoise on the middle of my page, because if I'm talking about the reason we're doing that, or the purpose
1: uh-huh. that we're doing it, but um, yes. but I, but,
0: it, it, but that's the kind of stuff that I, by doing that effort, it makes me remember more. Um, but thank you very much to the uh, personalized learning with Matt and Courtney to our our good friends and our, our parent podcast, I guess. I mean, I always kind of thought we were, you know, side by side. Yes. They got started first, but you know, the fraternal twins of, you know, one, one started a little earlier, but then we, we came out a little later. It's whatever. Um, but we know which one is superior.
1: Don't go there.
0: I didn't say it. You, it like we both know, I'm not saying it's when us. When
1: do we get to do one to, with them? When do we get to do a quadruple po- podcast?
0: Well, uh, well, that, that's gonna have to go through management okay. and they're gonna have to speak to my agent, really. I mean, they're gonna have to, they have to I, I don't make those bookings. It all goes through my, my, well, I my people. I think
1: the two people who listen to our podcast would greatly appreciate listening to the four of us together. So I'm, I just, think... I'm putting that out there. Um, I took a lot of notes from the last work session. Can I just go over those with you and, and get your color commentating?
0: Nothing that? would make me happier except for some uh, Smythe shout outs.
1: I know, but I just wanna go over these notes. Yes, yeah, so, go for it. Do you want any background music? Session? No, no more music all right the final work session of the 130th would it be the final work session of the 130th because now or will they come back
0: they might come back they they could always reconvene one but yeah as as it stands right now it was the final
1: as we know it so ld 1716 was regarding national board certification do you have your national board certification
0: no, that's work.
1: It seems like a lot of work. I do. It not sounds
0: have like work. a lot of work, and I. But I
1: do know amazing educators who have. Do you oh, absolutely. Them? Yes. They're God, they're I fantastic,
0: don't... and I'm I'm highly envious of them, because they're they have the commitment to go and do that work, and I just I, you know, don't have that in me.
1: So, it the purpose of um, LD seventeen sixteen was to apparently they were. There was a time that the national board certified teachers did not receive the funding they were supposed to, and this would clarify that it make it more reliable funding source Uh Uh, it, it went out to pass 12 to one, would you like to make a guess of who the one dissenting vote was.
0: Um, Oh, I have, I have my guess.
1: Why I just, I don't understand why that is. but I'm sure maybe someday I will understand better. Then, So in,
0: in order to, in order to do that, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's take a moment and dive into the mind <laughs> of the members of the education and culture. All right. That's
1: Matt done. Shea might jump on a plane and come to Maine and choke <laughs> us after hearing this. He might. Um,
0: By the way, shout out to tabletopaudio.com for that, for these, for those, those music and sounds. Uh, they're they're a Patreon, they're a free site, and so um, it I use it a lot for D and D. So it's a it's a fun little thing to have some ambiance music behind it. But there you go, shout out to tabletop audio.
1: All right. Um, the next LD was 334. This was the catch up, keep up. Do you remember when we talked about how we wish there was a law for? Um, curriculum directors to be able to catch up and keep up.
0: Yes.
1: This had to do with um, education disruption and what it reminded me of, I've been doing some reading on high dosage tutoring. Has that linked Lincoln- to
0: High dosage uh-huh. tutoring?
1: High dosage tutoring.
0: was that?
1: It's an evidence-based practice on how we can support our students If they need extended day programming or just extra tutoring before and after. Anyways, it was a Millette bill, and Representative Stearns thought it was ambiguous and he did not, he was not going to support it. But if I tell you the vote was eight to five, what does that tell you?
0: Partisan lines.
1: Partisan lines. So it was ought to. Well, because I
0: think one party is in favor of creatine and the other one isn't.
1: <laughs> oh, so um, for those um, curriculum leaders out there, high dosage tutoring—that's going to be the latest buzzwords. The those will be the latest buzzwords. Mark, mark my words. High dosage tutoring. Now that I've said it, you're going to see it here, there, and everywhere. Awesome.
0: Okay. High dosage tutoring.
1: High dosage tutoring. LD HDT. High HDT. What else is HDT?
0: Yeah, you know me.
1: Get down with... The, yeah, you know me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're really showing that it's a late on a Friday. Um, <laughs> LD135 had to do with pre-K funding and child find. It turned into a resolve with a report back of February 15th, 2022. And I will tell you, Matt, that as someone who has lived in a pre-K building for the past year, yeah, I have drunk the Kool-Aid. I think sort of like that book, Everything I Learned from Kindergarten or whatever. What What, what is the name of that book? Everything.
0: The U.S. I... Constitution?
1: No. No, everything I learned, I learned. Federalist Papers. Or something. I'm telling you, pre K best practices should inform K through 12. I'm telling you, play based, student voice and choice, nap time.
0: Oh, I'm all recesses, in favor of nap time.
1: Two recesses, like everything we do in K through 12 should just be what, well, but anyways, I digress.
0: So, so what, you're, what you're suggesting, though, is that Kids sitting in a in a uncomfortable chair for several hours out of the day being talked at by someone who does not relate to them doesn't necessarily mean learning.
1: Ding 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 ding.
0: Oh, shocking!
1: I'm a little late to the you know sometimes.
0: I will say this: I've, I when I my first foray into education back in 1999 was in pre-K and teaching in a Uh, Curriculum-based preschool, pre-K, preschool, and that's where I caught the bug to teach. I was helping a young kid write the letter D. He couldn't get it. He couldn't figure it out, and we—I just kept working with him. And when he got it, that moment, seeing it in his eyes, I was like, "Oh, that's everything right there. That's what. This is what I want to do." I didn't go to college first teaching. I didn't go to—I didn't go that route. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but when I started doing that, and I found that. That was when I caught the bug and I haven't lost it.
1: Oh, I love that story, Matt. So speaking of early childhood, LD255 is a resolve for a student success planning team. And I know I can be naive at times, but I'm pretty sure that this is um, concrete planning around our schools absorbing CDS for three and four year olds. So this, Interesting. Is like, this, is, this is the step down that path. So we've heard that CDS is going away or will be going away. And this resolve for student success planning team is certainly a step in that direction.
0: So is this resolve requiring at the state level as team or that districts create a team?
1: It's still at the state level. It's um, like a part C advisory committee and part C refers to the three-year-olds that are currently under CDS. So it will be an advisory committee to make recommendations um, so that we can move towards moving CDS into the public schools. It was ought to pass as amended 11 to one And you know who the one? 11 to
0: 1. Yes. 11 to 1.
1: And then another advisory committee was proposed in LD 386, an act to improve operations at the DOE. And that, the title of that kind of offends me because I think our colleagues at DOE work their tails off. And I'm sure it wasn't meant to be offensive, but. I just think we should be celebrating. They work so hard and are spread so thin and all this committee does is add more work to them. But this uh, yeah. has to do with, oh, I can't remember now, but again, there's a report back for February 1st, another advisory committee to guide the process of transitioning CDS to DOE. So it sounds, very, I don't know why they just didn't combine the two, but That's what they talked about.
0: So it sounds like they were committed, deeply committed to giving the Department of Education more work to do.
1: Yeah, and I I wanna presume positive intentions that it seems like it's the right thing to do and that they're trying to dot their I's and cross their T's but boys, the best intentions, we know know that expression. And so that went nine to three ought to pass as amended and the three dissenting votes on that Mm -hmm. were three republicans so two republicans jumped ship on that and they were two of the most seasoned well no they weren't i don't know why they did that
0: Should we go back into the minds of the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee and try to try to dive deep into their cerebral cortexes and figure oh, out no. what is no? Oh
1: no, no, no. Okay. But um, I do want to share how impressed I was with the ending. Oh whoops, there was another one. LD sixteen eight. Oh no, that was just language review. We don't we don't do language reviews here.
0: Don't do linguistics as good as you and E, you and me.
1: Yeah, um, I do enjoy, I really do enjoy watching them. But the there was a love fest at the end where they were giving shout outs to everyone, mostly the Sam, Hillary, Sam show, Sam Baker, Hillary Rizzler, Sam Senift, which I still don't know how to pronounce his name and nor, nor does any member of the committee. Um, but just expressing their gratitude, their support and just... Um, yeah, they, they really did a great job with this virtual format. I enjoyed this committee immensely. I hope I get to meet them in person and uh, very thankful because if they were in person, I wouldn't be able to, to go and participate like Matt Shea could sometimes. He was in the backyard.
0: Yep, so I, I will, I'm will. i hoping that you know, hopefully by the time that the 130th special session, second session comes over, come forward next year, the building will be open again, and we'll be able to go and and see how the sausage is made.
1: I really don't it. understand how you can make meat reference when you come from a house of vegans.
0: Oh, I I, I love a good good. I don't, I'm not a vegetarian.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I just live with them. Okay. Yeah.
1: That makes a little more sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, we yeah we just you know. It doesn't make any sense at all, really. Like, but I, I determined, I've, I've determined that I don't have the inner strength or willpower to commit to not eating meat for the rest of my life. I just like, I like calamari. I like chicken. I love fried chicken is fantastic. Chicken wings. I Either one of my, like uh, oh, a good pork loin is fantastic. You know? But, uh, have you
1: ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse where you put the, where they come around with the different meats and you have the red and the green and the
0: oh fantastic oh stuff! Oh my goodness! I uh I once tried koi. I had I was down in Peru on a service learning project and they went to a koi farm and we saw all the all in their pens and they saw how it was made and we ate it. Do, do you know what koi is?
1: Isn't it? A fish?
0: No, that's no. poi.
1: Poi.
0: Yeah, that's poi. <laughs> All
1: right, what's uh,
0: cool Matt? Uh, I believe it's c u o y or c o u y. I forget exactly what. Uh, it's guinea pig.
1: You ate a guinea pig.
0: <laughs> Look at your face; was awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> they farm them. Yeah, they eat them. They they they, they farm them. They they you know, and uh, yeah, I try a little bit of guinea pig.
1: There's our table right there. Here, here,
0: here's, here, here's my here's my rule when when traveling into into different cultures and learning about places. I have the I will try anything, but I reserve the right to not like. I'm I'm I'm
1: just I don't oh. know. I don't even know where to go from that. Um, Next we, time, I'll tell you
0: stories about food from China.
1: Okay, so we have digressed. Um,
0: it's Friday. Give it us a break, Friday. folks.
1: It's Friday. It's the end of the year. Um, I have no idea what what our next when our next podcast will be because yeah,
0: we're, I think we'll just we're just going to keep an eye on what's happening in the legislature. They usually are meeting on Wednesdays at least. So if they have other sessions and whatnot, we will keep our eyes open for education bills. And when they come up, we will. Let you know what's going on, and if you know, probably between now and then too, uh, Governor Mills is going to sign a bunch of bills too. We'll let you know when they go and in, come into law.
1: Okay, we're here for you. And then when that ends, we'll transition into our summer session and do more fun interview-type things. Have some guests connect with our parent pod.
0: All to be determined. Okay. All to be. I mean, they they've made it pretty clear that they don't want to. They don't really. They don't really want us involved. They just they just want us for to boost their pod, but they don't want to connect with us. They don't want to talk with us. Oh I no. I, I see them.
1: No. No. They're good parents.
0: They're 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 fantastic. And I've actually been on their podcast.
1: You have?
0: Twice, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Haven't been asked honor. back yet since though. That's that was several years honor.
1: ago. That's still an honor. They're they're was, great.
0: They're wonderful. They're wonderful people, excellent educators, and uh, dare I say, good friends. You have oh, any shout outs or those smackdowns for us you today? Know what?
1: I just want to give a shout out to educators everywhere. This has been one hell of a year. And oh, it has. boy, we have amazing teachers, administrators, DOE, every everybody in Maine, from bus drivers to our custodians. I just I can't say enough about every single person involved in our educational system, and I hope that their final days um, just are more positive than negative, more joyful than not. And yep. to the two people who listen to us, thank you. I'd I, I, I like, like ever... to
0: just leave with a quick recommendation for any administrators or people out there who might be looking at you know building some summer PD programs for your staff. Here's an idea that might go a really long way. Um, don't start it until August.
1: I agree, I could not agree more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just say, you know what? Nope, we're, you know, we're gonna have opportunities. You all need and deserve a break. Please take it, take a load off, rest, recuperate, own this amazing year that you had, that weight that's been on your shoulders, take it off for a few months. Take it off for six weeks, you know, and when, once August comes back, we'll start ramping up again. We'll get to that stuff. But let's talk about the health and wellness of our educators and, and take care of yourselves because um, we love you and yes. we, we value you and we need you and we need you at your best next year because it's going to be another crazy year.
1: And we will be here to support you if Matt has me back. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm no longer in charge of this ship. You're you're the one in charge. I'm just along for the ride. Uh, <laughs> but but keep in touch with us. We'll we'll be back when um, when things happen or whatnot. Uh, you can follow us online at Maine Ed Matters on Twitter.
1: Or you can hop on to the Book of Face at Facebook.com/slash Maine Education Matters. Leave us a note. We love it.
0: We love it. We appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening.
1: All right. Thanks, Matt.